Hey there. Thanks for joining us for the latest podcast from Resound Church. We really believe that together we are better. And our heart is to reach, send, nurture and disciple people as they become all that God has intended them to be. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or head over to our website resound.church forward slash app to grab our app which will keep you up to date with everything going on. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. 2021, start of a new year. I love the feeling that comes with the start of a new year. I don't know why. I don't know what happens. Uh, The reality is in my brain, uh, when you think of a new year, I think, you know what? Nothing's changed. You get up on the 1st of January, everything is the same as it was on the 31st of December. There's possibly a little bit more mess, but the reality is in my mind, I know that everything's the same, but there's psychologically... There's something that happens when you get to the start of a new year that gives fresh impetus, fresh excitement, a new beginning. It's just, it's just so exciting. But by the time you get to the 3rd of January, all that's gone. People make New Year's resolutions. They start on the 1st of January. By the 3rd of January, probably 75% of people have already gone back on the things that they promised themselves that they would do. But that's, that's the world we live in. There's nothing wrong with trying and failing as long as you keep trying. You know, 2021, I believe, is going to be an extraordinary year and I believe it's going to be filled with passion and excitement and we'll also see God do some profound things. I want to talk to you today about an unusual word in some ways uh, for a message, but it's a profound word. And let me introduce you to the word Uh, based on my just recent experience. Most of you know by now I had a little bit of an operation on my face and um, was done under a local anaesthetic, had to have two operations. I went into the second operation late on a Friday night and as I was lying in a hospital and the surgeons were around me talking and and an anaesthetist and everything else, um, I said, you guys, you know, plastic surgeons, your job is to make me look beautiful. And so it was just a passing comment, a bit of a joke, really. And what happened is as they began to operate, uh, they, because it was a Friday night, I was the last on the list, if you like, they kept joking about, hey, oh yeah, that's beautiful, beautiful. And I, I could actually talk during the operation, which was a strange thing. Everything was going fine and they'd t- taken a bunch of skin out of my face and they'd cut it out of my shoulder and then they got to shaping it and then they were placing it back into my face and I heard one of the surgeons say to the other surgeon he said that that's nice and with that I said hang on a minute nice is not nice is a downgrade from beautiful you told me this was going to be beautiful nice is a downgrade you guys need to come up with a better outcome than nice I don't want to just be nice and um And so they joked around and then they kept doing their work. Sadly, the outcome of their, despite all their skills, it won't end up making me look more beautiful. I'll have a scar to show that'll remind me of what I've gone through in 2020. And, you know, many of you will have memories from 2020 because of a global pandemic, because of the perhaps a changed work situation, perhaps because of the loss of a loved one. 2020 will be etched into our memories uh, as a, in, in some ways, a, a moment in our history that was not favourable for so many people. But I want to talk to you today about that word beautiful or beauty. Beauty is an interesting thing. 
I'm standing here today and I'm looking at a camera and behind the camera is a young guy who does nothing for me, if I can be honest. I look at his face and I think, there's nothing in that face that attracts me. Um, I wouldn't say he's beautiful, but his fiancée sees something in Pip that I don't see. And, uh, and he obviously sees something in her as well, and they might use the word beautiful or beauty as they describe one another. It's, a, it's, it's about the way you look. And um, interestingly, scientists have studied beauty and what happens to us uh, psychologically, and they say that often beauty is connected to symmetry. And that is that you, 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 when something is symmetrical, it triggers something in us that appreciates the symmetry. Uh, I don't have symmetry anymore. I could have put a bandage on the other side of my face, but that would have looked even worse than this does. So not trying to look beautiful today. But beauty is an interesting thing. And so what happens is this. We look around us and we see things that are beautiful. It may be the countryside. It may be the bush. It may be the beach. It may be the ocean. Uh, it, it may be a car, it could be a house, it could be a building. Uh, often there are people we say, wow, they look beautiful. And, and, and you know, a lot of the time what we do is on a, on a wedding day, the bride usually gets all of the accolades, if you like, and the groom stands by the way, of course, happy to be being married. But usually people say, oh, you look handsome. His mum always says he looks good and and usually if it's, uh, a, 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 you know, the bride's mum and the bride's dad, they're all saying, oh, doesn't she look beautiful? And, and everyone enjoys it. They all have a wonderful time. Uh, but the sort of beauty that we're talking about with all these things is simply aesthetic. It's external. It's on the outside. Uh, you, you know, footballers and cricketers, sometimes they say, oh, what a catch. That was beautiful. That was a nice shot. That was a beautiful hit of the ball. Was uh, golfers say that as well. Footballers, you know, that was a beautiful kick. We use this word in so many different ways and, and we're trying to describe something that gives us some sort of emotional return. It does something for us. But again, like I said before, it's usually focused on aesthetics, on, on what's going on on the outside. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But sadly... Too often, of our, uh, too often our world revolves around aesthetics. It, re it revolves around what looks good. In other words, you know, celebrities, uh, uh, the, the red carpet thing and all of that other stuff, they all have to look their best because aesthetically they want to be appealing to other people. But real beauty goes beyond simply aesthetics. It goes beyond the way a person looks, the way a person acts. You know, go back to the analogy of a wedding and um, there's a day coming soon where Pip and Rachel are going to get married and my assumption is they'll both look beautiful on the day. And that's a great thing and it's the way it should be. Um, Rachel won't need to do much. Pip is going to lead a lot of work. Uh, I don't know how they're going to do it, but it's amazing what, uh, what makeup artists and everyone else can do and somehow the two of them will be beautiful on the day. But the real beauty isn't on the day. The real beauty comes 20, 30, and 40 years later. It's the beauty of commitment. And you know, in our congregation, we've got many people who have been married for a long, long time. And if I can be polite, but in some ways crude, their aesthetic beauty has faded. 
But the beauty lies in their commitment to one another. Someone's been married 60 or 70 years, there's a beauty in that commitment that's been made to one another. We know for someone who's been married that long, they've gone through some highs and they've gone some th- through some lows. They've gone through some wonderful celebrations and they've probably gone through some awful tragedies. There's beauty though in commitment. There's beauty in someone who devotes themselves to the other person and does it for a long time and endures the hardship, the difficulty. But can I say to you again, the beauty that comes from commitment, while we derive some pleasure from it, it isn't the ultimate um, expression of beauty. It's not the pinnacle of beauty. And I'll get to what the pinnacle is in a few moments, but I want to encourage you, try and attain the beauty of commitment, whether that be in your marriage relationship, whether that be in your workplace, whether that be in your commitment to, in your relationship with God, there is beauty that we, der- we, we see and observe and derive from long-term commitment. It's, it, it shows itself through the challenges of life. But if there is real beauty, if there's a a pinnacle in the marriage relationship that expresses beauty, it's in in the times where one partner begins to suffer emotionally, physically, and the other remains devoted. It's the sort of beauty that comes as a result of sacrifice. It's where there isn't anything aesthetically uh, appealing anymore, but, but the commitment that they've made to one another has matured to a place where they begin to sacrifice for one another. It goes beyond just the daily sacrifice that comes from commitment, but it's the, it's the sort of devotion that is poured out. You know, when one partner ends up being in a, in a hostel or a nursing home and the other partner is, is left in, a, in a, a unit in a retirement village or something and, and day by day they visit one another. Often one is giving everything to attend to the other. And to me, there is extraordinary sacrifice in that sort of a relationship. And to me, that's the pinnacle of beauty. The pinnacle of beauty is found in that sort of sacrifice. And you you know, um, I, I know most men are not supposed to watch this movie, but there was a movie many years ago called The Notebook. And the film finished where where the husband attended to the wife or the wife attended the husband. I can't remember which way it was. But, but it, it seemed that the person was affected by Alzheimer's and it just uh, day after day, a visit after a visit, devotion and sacrifice was made. And that to me is real beauty. I remember when I got married and I made a commitment many, many years ago, 34 years we've been married now, my commitment then was to stay married for the rest of my life. The commitment was made to Ruth, but of course it was made to God. And that, you know, when you make your vow, you do it through good and bad, rich and poor, and a whole bunch of other things. The reality, those words don't mean much until you hit the rocky road that some of those things actually Uh, explain or define and so you know it doesn't matter what happens to Ruth I'm devoted to her and will be devoted to her for the rest of my life and the rest of her life Um, that to me is the pinnacle of beauty it's sacrifice no matter what happens one way or another positive or negative my commitment won't change because that's what I a commitment I've made to God and it's a commitment I've made to her 
I want to encourage you today to think about the beauty of sacrifice. You know, Jesus said in talking to the disciples, he says, greater love has no, no man than this, than he laid down his life for his friends. Think about that for just a moment. That's sacrifice, isn't it? It's not just commitment. It's not just an aesthetically beautiful experience. It's sacrifice. Greater love has no man than this, than he laid down his life for his friends. Now, I want to encourage you, you know, as you read from John and you see that particular passage of Scripture, think about that and what it means. People's lives are lost sometimes to save others. There are sadly, there's been stories of, uh, of drownings even, even this summer where I think it was a, a man and his brother were trying to save the man's son. He's only a young boy, but the father and the uncle lost their lives in an effort to save the son. Sacrifice. Now, we'd like to think that we would all do that. I'm not sure if we do, but to me, there's beauty in the sacrifice that was made. It's, it's, it's an expression of dear, deep and enduring love. You know, in Psalm 133, it talks about the fact that um, where there's unity, God commands blessing. There's a whole passage there that, uh, that you can read. We'll put it on the screen. You can read that passage. But, but the reality is this. Unity isn't something that you walk into. It's something you work towards. Unity isn't possible without resolving conflict, without resolving uh, 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 dis discrepancies between values. It isn't possible by simply sitting still. What you've actually got to do is you've got to work together on the issues and move to a place of unity. It doesn't mean everyone has the same opinion. But where there is devotion and sacrifice, where there's a commitment to working with one another, there's the beauty that God commands a blessing over and it's called unity. Do you know, um, passage of scripture in Romans chapter 10, verse 15. And really this is the crux of my message today. It says, how beautiful are the feet of them who bring good news. It talks about the mountains and the picture or the image is this. There's a traveler, if you like, a courier. Um, and that courier travels back in, you know, 2,000 years ago. They'd have been wearing sandals, very simple, open sandals of some sort or another. And they would walk miles in heat, in dirt and dust, uh, on roads that are covered in excrement from animals. And so you can imagine the feet of the messenger, the feet of the courier. But they travel, by the time they travel from one place to another... Those feet would have been smelly, dirty. Their feet didn't look like our feet do. They would have been hardened and calloused and cracked. As a matter of fact, some of the grossest pictures you can imagine of people's feet is probably what those feet of the messengers looked like back then. Well, they, they lived a different life. They didn't have this sort of footwear that we have today. And, and, and those feet would have been as ugly as you could imagine. And yet this passage of scripture in Romans 10 and verse 15 says this, how beautiful are the feet, how beautiful are the feet of them who bring good news. It wasn't aesthetic beauty. 
It, it, it wasn't a commitment, a beauty that came from commitment. It was beauty that came from sacrifice. And, and you know, we know that um, Paul was writing to the church in Rome and he was explaining something of the journey that he himself had been on as well. When you think of Paul, he didn't turn up looking pristine. He didn't turn up in his suit and tie having been chauffeured to location after location after location. To take the good news, to bring hope to people, he actually travelled. His feet would have been like those of a messenger or a courier. His feet would have been, if you like, grossly calloused and cracked and uh, I can't imagine what they would have been like. But not only that, his body bore the pain and suffering of all of the persecution he'd experienced, you know, beaten many times, whipped, lost his life time after time or came very close to it. Paul probably wasn't a pretty man to look at by the time he came to the end of his journey. But my reading of Paul, my understanding of Paul was that he was a beautiful man. Not because he looked good, not because his commitment relayed a portion of beauty, but because he was willing to sacrifice his life, if you like, so that others could hear the message of good news. We know that Jesus had a message of good news and that, you know, up to the age of 30, he probably had aesthetic beauty. But the scriptures also say that he wasn't a man that people wanted to look at because of his ascetic beauty. As a matter of fact, by the time Jesus got to the, uh, close to the end of his life, his body was beaten. It was marred and scarred. His beard had been pulled out. He'd suffered significantly. I'd hate to imagine what he would have looked like naked on the cross, bloodied, a mess of a man, far from aesthetically beautiful. But he wasn't just committed. He was willing to sacrifice. He made a sacrifice for you and I to bring a message of hope that would transform our lives. You know, we start 2021 understanding that Jesus sacrificed his life for us. That was a beautiful thing. But we're like the messengers in Romans 10 and 15. We have words of hope. We have good news. And it doesn't actually matter what you look like. What will burn through is your commitment and then your willingness to sacrifice. If you go out of your way to help somebody, if you go out of your way to help someone who's in dire need, your sacrifice will carry with it hope for them that will change their circumstance. I want to encourage you today. Think of beauty different to the way that you used to think about it. Sure, it's, it's nice to see a beautiful sunset. It's great to see a young couple getting married on their wedding day. But real beauty lies in sacrifice. That's the pinnacle. That's the ultimate and can I encourage you to be willing to go to a place where you yourself become beautiful in the eyes of someone who needs your help. Look out for those in need. They need the message that you carry and it will make a significant difference. Let me pray with you.
Father, I thank you today for all that you've done in giving Jesus Christ to me and to all of us. The sacrifice that Jesus made and that you made as his father is truly beautiful. My prayer today is that my actions would become beautiful in your sight and in the sight of others as I sacrifice to carry a message of good news. I think of people in uh, the developing countries who constantly sacrifice themselves to share the message of hope. May we learn from their example, follow in their footsteps and acknowledge you in the way that we live. I pray for everyone who's listening today that you would, even in these moments as we're praying, that you would place in their hearts, their minds, the names and the images of people that they could help over the next week or two weeks or three weeks or over this whole year so that they could do something to be a hope carrier for those around about them. Father, I pray your blessing on us as we start this year for all that lies ahead in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Have a great day. Look forward to seeing you soon. Hey, what a great message. Thanks for joining us here at Resound Church. We pray that you've been encouraged through the message and that you've grown just a little bit closer to God. While you're online, why don't you head over and give us a like on Facebook or Instagram or check out our website at resound.church. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or head over to our website resound.church forward slash app to grab our app, which will keep you up to date with everything going on. Well, don't forget next week, there'll be another amazing podcast here to listen to from Resound Church. We hope you join us then.